I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Hi, welcome to another episode of the Blackout Tips podcast. I'm your host, Rod, joined as always by my co-host, Karen. And we are live on a Wednesday, a recap Wednesday, if you will. Yes, but before we get started on the recap, because I know that's what y'all came here for, I have some announcements for the congregation. Mm-hmm. First of all, uh we are asking our audience we know we have some really really super talented people out there so we're asking people who can make beats and things like that we're looking for new beats for guests not just not just beats beat. though not just beats. no i i want songs, songs. i want okay. short songs okay. i want clips i want like 10 15 second clips because we want to do like intros and we we want to replace some of the copyrighted music yes that we use for our intros with like songs and shit yes. from listeners um so we would love y'all to submit your songs okay um now they must be relevant to the show don't just submit me some shit you put on soundcloud three years ago because nope. you're trying to make it no no we need short jingles that can be for guess the race that we can use for uh fucking with black people that we use for gay news yeah so lgbtq news so we like we would like those type of jingles and ideas uh we think it would be fun and also keep us from getting sued so we just trying to think forward to the future so that we can uh, continue to have our fun segments and stuff so if you're listening you're talented we know y'all out there you got some ideas submit them even if they're bad we'll play it on the show we'll make jokes about oh this is bad or whatever and we may still even use it but Mm -hmm. we would like to do that you know to get some some good jingles for you know maybe like black capitalism and you know play amongst yourselves you guys listen to the show and we'll just try to make this announcement every so often so that we can uh get some of our talented people some spotlight out there so submit your music we'd love to do that yes and the uh second announcement which is the last announcement if you are fans of keith and the girl you can get a free month of vip over at keith and the girl using the code tbgwt uh, just so you know, we love Keith and the girl, Keith and him that loves us. And so we want you guys to know that if you are a fan of Keith and the girl and you like, I want to go premium, I don't know, you know, you got questions, they're going to give you a whole month free with using the code TBGWT. That's all you got to do. And, um, you know, if you're a crossover fan between both of us, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we won't spoil anything, but there's some exciting announcements coming up. It is. With the Blackout Tips and Keith and the Girl. So we hope you guys uh, appreciate that. Um, now, let's get to what many of you came here to do, okay? Oh, hold on. Wait, hold on. It was the second and last announcement, but not really. Not really? Oh, yes. Govern yourselves accordingly. That's what I want to tell the congregation, to govern themselves accordingly to the announcements that were just made all right this is a day the lord made but not the day for you to try it yes uh shout out to our, our homies over there uh at uh what's the tea come on if come on if i'm gonna make the announcements i got I, I got to do it correctly the real what's the tea uh yes. but yes we are here to recap the scary show that many of y'all are scared to watch okay that some of y'all have to listen to us to filter it through so you won't be so scared many of y'all are confused by and you go what the fuck just happened (laughs) right can you please tell me what what you think is going down now of course 
we are not book readers Mm -mm. okay we don't listen to any other podcast that recap this no we don't we don't uh we don't know any writers so this is just our interpretation of what we already watched yeah we just going through the ride like everybody else but we're gonna recap lovecraft country episode number four a history of violence um and uh it was directed by victoria mahoney uh of course misha green teleplay and story by west taylor um karen before we get into this breakdown what'd you think about the episode in general i enjoyed it i i i loved it i i had a a ball it was a lot of twists a lot of turns a lot of what the fuck uh why did you do that happening doing were you were you confused throughout the episode i saw a lot of people were confused a lot no i I wasn't confused okay because i have theories speculations and uh and and all kinds of answers and stuff and i think watching it the second time really helps i like even if you're not watching this to recap it i like i do y'all i can't imagine only watching these episodes once ah you can't pick up all this shit there's a lot of shit in these episodes um but yeah so uh i i love this episode um and yeah the ending just like threw me for a loop but i feel like you know we'll see more more to come out of that Uh, yeah agreed Um, but uh yeah let's get into the breakdown now the way i had to break it down this week um i broke it into two segments okay this is one of those good old two segment reviews okay oh shit so one of one of the reviews is letty montrose and tick's adventure okay Mm -hmm. like that's 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 his own segment okay Mm -hmm. and then the other one is just christina braithwaite and ruby um and that's its own segment as well so we're gonna go with that one first because that's the shorter one even though you know we know how we do y'all we are verbose but um we're gonna do that one first and then get into the rest so uh this starts kind of with christina christina braithwaite the white woman with the bentley uh is driving her bentley through town speeding to bitch better have my money playing as a soundtrack by rihanna yes now one i thought this scene was dope i i didn't mind the musical choice or whatever mm-hmm. but i've seen a lot of debate what do you think about the idea of having these modern songs score this uh time uh th- what do you call these pieces uh this historic time piece you know it doesn't bother me you know uh because it's it's a story that of their interpretation that they're telling and they never said that we're going to quote unquote everything we're going to do is going to stick to the time quote unquote like they never promised that but a lot of people made the assumption that if you're going to do this you need to play music because you know a lot of that stuff has been more historic stuff like they presented these these works of arts and these masterpieces that have been very um groundbreaking for the black community and a lot of stuff that people embrace and this is blackness blah 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 which is fine uh so for me it it doesn't bother me at all like i'm not holding them to the standard of everything has got to be you know doing this time frame or everything has got to be i'm like just tell your story yeah i don't think it bothers me also but i also did enjoy underground i did too where uh in underground there was a lot of um like 
current music but obviously you're talking about a historic throwback time so you're you know you're looking at like a slave escaping and then they're playing like kanye west new slave or Mm -hmm. something and i actually love those images but also i hold hip-hop in such such a high reverence like the music of my people because this is you know not that other rock and roll is the blues is all this stuff is too but like hip-hop feels like our domain in a way and to to you know not to get too deep but the reclamation of hp lovecraft's material with these black people's story being like scored by like our era of hip-hop i don't know it makes a statement to me mm-hmm. that it's jarring on purpose Agreed. you know and i like that i like feeling jarred i like <laughs> looking and going man this, this is rihanna in the middle of this fucking like old-timey song like thing so i don't know i think i really like it but it, it had to grow on me because because it's just off-putting at first but much like um underground i loved it so all right back to a history of violence let's break it down um so she pulls up christina pulls up to uh letty's crib with that bitch better have my money soundtrack mm-hmm. the way they filmed it it's almost like she was playing it in the car <laughs> like i expected her to have to <laughs> turn it off when she opened the door like <laughs> and an old school eight traps gonna pop out because let's be honest if they would have had that old timey music it wouldn't have felt the same Mm-mm. you know she would have been driving down the street with the music i don't even know if they had music in cars back then but well, who, who knows well what kind of record player or some shit she was ah! i like the singer i like the singer and the ring and the springer i like the singer like it, it wouldn't it have been the same mm-mm, mm-mm. you know so that music not trying to find it the, the song kind of had more authority like she was on coming with a purpose mm-hmm. um and so christina gets out uh always dressed to the to in gray into the nines or whatever like ain't she though uh and she pulls up at the crib goes knocks on the door of letty's uh house which i always like the one thing i wish they had shown in this was the neighbors because every time they show that house they always show like the white neighbors looking mm-hmm. i would have loved to see the white neighbors and what they thought of christina braithwaite rich ass knocking on the black people's house in the neighborhood come on um but she tries she comes and, and knocks on the door of the winthrop estate um and letty opens the door and she's basically like yeah so uh i just wanted to come in and she is blocked by an invisible barrier mm-hmm. the same invisible barrier apparently that the priestess last week when she made the blood marks out of goat blood she somehow erected this protective bar- barrier to keep people out and i don't know what the fuck christina is but i know what she isn't allowed up in that house Mm-mm. she ran smack into that invisible barrier now we know invisible barriers exist in this world because when they try to drive that car out of it she creates them <laughs> right she creates them but she apparently was blocked by herself from entering the house and it made me think uh could letty have invited her in and if she could is this once again a reference to vampires possibility possibility and also i think the the barrier uh, is was a form of protection that the uh to protect the black people in the house like you Mm. know what i'm saying like it was like oh no 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 you know unless you invite it unless you are basically human you can't come in here maybe i uh, yeah i don't know like maybe evil spirits magical things yeah creatures monsters i think anything that's a non-human yeah because we know it evicted the ghost Mm -hmm. but like you know what else you know 
like could a dog come in i would assume a dog could come in yeah so like probably monsters spirits and apparently maybe wizards witches i don't know but um so she was not allowed in and letty did not invite her in and she christina put together right away from the mark oh so you had the you evicted Hiram. basically like this house was haunted she knew it was haunted because christina be knowing a lot of shit she don't be copping to um and she was like so you evicted Hiram," and she was like uh and then letty put together in that moment it wasn't my mama's money you gave me that money yeah yeah because i really do believe that she believed her mama gave her that money that's why everybody was surprised this was like mama didn't have no goddamn money like this don't make no sense letty put it together i also like that they don't play with shit like that where it takes forever like letty letty just sharp as a whip oh no yeah that's, I know that's why i'm is. seeing you like why else the fuck are you here right and then uh christina then said uh, and then letty realizes that christina wants something in the house and christina points out that you know just because tick has the blood of uh titus braithwaite it don't make him special and she kind of manipulates and uses this like to get in she's trying to get in letty's head on some like you don't need to be frozen out from this power and this pursuit of magic and all this shit just because you're a woman or you don't have the blood of titus like this pursuit of power is just about pursuit of power period which makes sense for christina's character because christina's been frozen out of power because she's a woman yes so she's appealing to these marginalized people whether it be black a black man like tick a black woman like letty i think she tries to get in her head to be like well you should want to get this power because fuck it and there's and it's interesting because in this world where there's been wizards and magic and uh, ancient sect of the order of dawn and shit ain't nobody ever tried to help black people with these powers black people are just as much a tool that are a means to an end as any hammer any yeah item in that house and it's one of those things too to where she's like uh bitch i know you manipulating me into something like i'm just not going to fight you are white you no matter what you're still white mm-hmm. um and so she basically says you know tick ain't special and she says uh you know tick tried to kill me this morning you can't just go around killing white people uh he tried to kill me at the realtor's office and if he would have been successful that would have put you in danger because if i get killed and at the fucking real estate office and he leave you know leaves town whatever the fuck they gonna come looking for you like they they you know this they, the the one person this black man sold a house to was your ass so tick out here operating without even checking in with you and shit and your life is on the line so you might want to check him before he starts acting too recklessly and then she says you know there's an orrery in this house and i i want that and, she, and letty's like what's an orrery right now the same question a orrery apparently is a model solar system which we noticed that in the house during the party when hippolyta was looking at that shit mm-hmm. it was gold yeah and it was you know uh and so we saw hippolyta looking at that shit but that was the last time we saw it so mm-hmm. we know it was it was in the house at least at, yes. and it might be in the house but we know it was in the house at that you know mm-hmm. at some point right that's why she showed up and letty basically told her get the fuck out off of my porch 
you know even though you know christina's basically like look you should be trying to pursue these pages so that you can get you know break get get into the order of dawn or whatever get the power that's not important to her. and letty is just like get the fuck out of my house my, out of my house my name my name is on the house yeah it's letty fucking lewis on the on the lease now stay away uh you're roboting i'm roboting mm-hmm. all right robot chicken all right before the technical difficulties where were we um oh yeah so christina had to get the fuck off of the porch because mm-hmm, um, letty was like my name's on this house bitch yeah i swear they write letty like she came out of 2020 like <laughs> i'm like did black people talk like this back then i don't know she was sassy um so uh yeah on the street christina plays hide and seek with some kids later on and uh she says it's her first time playing hide and seek and we know she's a grown-ass woman but she also is like a a person as a member of a cult that grew up on a weird estate so i I actually believe she was telling the truth as wild as that may sound i'm like yeah i could see her not knowing how to play hide and seek because she probably never played nothing yeah that makes sense um so she uh she plays the game and the little kid gets mad at her because he's like you're supposed, you're supposed to be out and he, he's she like was, you don't know how to play the game she was like my first time and she just ran around his ass like fuck you little nigga and went and tagged the tree and it was nothing but her and kids which is so interesting because then two cops roll up to her and they're like you know miss braithwaite you know you know you can come with us now and uh she ends up riding with the cops who take her uh to a um building that uh captain lancaster who was the same police officer that we saw in the rough on the rough ride with letty yeah and and they took her in through like the back underground railroad i was like the hell is this she like they taking her through the back she pressing buttons while walls opening i was like what else they taking her yeah if she wasn't a superpower witch i would be nervous for her but i was like oh they're not they're not gonna fuck with her but uh and she's a white woman come on but yeah so um they took her to like you know the the some fraternal lounge looking thing like some type of fraternal order uh because you know all these motherfuckers in some type of cold ass bullshit and so uh she comes in and sees officer lancaster chilling in his office um still dressed in his police uniform because it didn't look like the police station wherever they took her it looked Mm -hmm. like a fucking lounge um and he was pissed he was basically like what the fuck you doing in my city without telling me and and so i'm like oh this is not the allyship i was thinking Mm -hmm. and christina is like uh before she even really starts talking to him she looks in a closet and we don't see what she can see but there's some dude in a closet moaning like he being tortured or some shit i don't know what was going on in that closet Mm-mm. it didn't sound too good no it did not like it didn't now it wasn't like painful streaks it was like the kind of moaning you would do if you like sprained your ankle and then someone left you in a dark closet mm-hmm. like it wasn't like someone was in there with hot pokers sticking them in your asshole or something okay like i don't know why i got that image <laughs> Been listening it, was, to, it didn't sound like a pleasure moan i've been listening to medium popcorn a little <laughs> too much um but yeah whatever it was it was like painful but not like excruciating pain right uh at any rate she just looked at us so casually like oh okay we roasting niggas today or whatever um and then she tells him i went to harem's house and i was surprised to see some negroes living there 
come on she's like i went to get the, the i went to get the ori uh because you know the ori is the key to unlocking the time machine i'm like what the fuck is happening on this show it's a time machine it's a time machine okay so we got time machines the ori is the key to that somehow and she claimed to be surprised that these black people have moved in but we know that they she, moved in with her money she knew she playing both sides yes she slick she is slick as fuck she knew she was like you drag me she didn't say this but her thing was like oh oh you drag me in here what about the negroes up at that house right and she's like i'm surprised you let that happen on your watch come on your watch and it's interesting because it wasn't necessarily a racial thing of you let black people move in as much as it is this supposed to be your town and your branch of whatever the fuck cult we in right you see you knew i was here you should have known that they moved into that house but not just that but you're you're supposed to have this under your jurisdiction you know that that house and the things that belong in it are important so you letting some people move in and get the property that you feel is rightfully your your section your sector of the like you fucked up don't look at me and so um he was like uh first of all that ori belongs to us so you trying to show up and get that shit nah player and she was like well last time i checked did i miss your initiation because your ass ain't in the order either and he was like right like you ain't get pledged in and he he went to that white man word you know they love that word he's it's like listen last time i checked you had a cunt you cunt man they love that boy that's they go to ain't it though even back then huh but anyway he was like you got a cunt you can't be a fucking member of the order and she was like oh well um fuck you too then and he was like even if you find the pages you ass out so then we cut away from this storyline it just ends abruptly there and we see my girl my fave my problematic fave at this point ruby ruby is singing uh i mean ruby walks into the marshall field company dressed fly as hell that is a fine ass woman she is so fine and thick uh but yeah she uh she walks into this um this store dressed to the t's looking like uh a rich black woman okay and well put together and she looks around and sees a black woman working there now if you remember the party episode uh i keep calling it a party episode like it wasn't a motherfucking exorcism <laughs> like remember the party it was so fun it's like and then you know the, the ghost tried to kill him mm-hmm. but uh if you remember the, the uh, episode uh with the haunted house basically um she uh she ruby said that she was trying to get a job at marshall's fields to become like a colored sales girl mm-hmm. and then that she heard they were hiring colored girls blah, blah blah so when she comes in and sees there's a black woman already behind the counter working as a sales girl immediate boner shrinkage yeah she had an application in her hand and everything she was trying to hide it she was like a black academic watching jessica Krug get a book award okay oh my god damn she's like this again this uh-huh. bitch and so but she was a real black woman though that was behind the counter and yeah, she, she even came over and tried to help like oh can i help you blah blah and then ruby kind of asked a few questions to basically find out this woman just got this job yesterday she applied on a whim 
making ruby even more furious because letty was the one that talked her out of it and then they fell out and i don't think ruby lives at the house no more Nah, she doesn't yeah i was talking to someone online who was like yeah it was you know well they'll talk about when she gets home i was like i don't think ruby lived there she doesn't yeah she moved out that that looked like a moving out fight oh yeah it yeah. Ain't, and she packed her bags and she left it ain't too many and, arguments that end with fuck you and then i'll see you later on for dinner like that was a piece yeah and when letty was talking to the uh photographer lady the, the interview lady she was saying yeah i'm doing this in honor of my sister her sister wasn't there yeah it's yeah that's what i thought but you know like i said people kind of say things online and i'm like oh not from what i've been gathering to the context clues i've been seeing uh so she basically finds out this black woman got the job that she wanted and she's sad so then uh later on back to christina we see her drive her bentley to wherever place she's staying in town no doubt probably one of their many houses or some shit they look rich as fuck come on and so she pulls her car up in there and walks in and we see two dudes sitting in a car staking out the joint just chilling just like they are clearly watching her Mm -hmm. we don't know who they are necessarily but they're watching her um which makes sense because you know they're she's not supposed to be in town according to um without telling them yeah yeah. so they know she's in town they're probably watching her so she walks in out of the car into the house maybe 10 seconds go by william walks out of the house now william is the dude from the episode one and two Mm -hmm. who people ask was she was he her boyfriend christina's boyfriend and and at first letty thought he was the butler he's also blonde blue-eyed and wearing gray um and he walks out and he walks directly up to them to the cop's car and i mean to the car with the two dudes in it when they get out he whoops their ass i i like i guess you can do that when you white because it turns out they were police officers and he basically whooped their ass and told them listen um stop following christina she don't like being followed okay and i'm gonna get up out of here because i got a date to go to and i'm already about to be late and he left after whooping their ass left him in the street too yeah he beat their ass up like just the 1940s white man tough guy like listen buster yeah the only thing shit was the bam yeah poof like whoop they ass whack um, the cops cops they was like this is why we shoot blacks uh, yeah i'm gonna go <laughs> hansen get back in the car let's go find some blacks to shoot some innocent blacks i'm mad now that'll make me feel better after taking an ass whooping by a white man oh let's go find some black kids playing hopscotch um so then we cut the ruby who's in a bar and she is singing the goddamn blues uh, honey yes she sing all the blues and it's like the bluest blues that's ever blued okay yes it wasn't like when we seen it the first time singing she was like no this is like the blues blues it was just her and a guitar and a dress and just like that just woe is me down on my luck and when she sang them blues and got done nobody clapped nobody paused (laughs) nobody gave her no money and she finished that shit and said well fuck y'all too (laughs) she is the best oh she's the best 
um and so she goes to the bar and the dude's like you know you want a drink and she's like i can't afford no drinks like you see i ain't making no money tonight and he's like no it's not it's on uh that gentleman down there at the end of the bar who's at the end of the bar william Mm -hmm. william white ass is in this colored bar in a fly suit looking like a snack i believe that's what the ladies call him (laughs) and uh he comes over um to her and while she's drinking and he's like um you know uh hope you don't mind paying for them drinks and she was like you didn't come over oh she was like well if you paying then i guess you could sit he was like mom if i sit here she was like if you paying you can do whatever you want and he's looking at her like word and she was like i hope i know you didn't come over here hoping i was modest did you nah that's not what you white boys come over here to the dark side for but i can buy my own drink so you're gonna have to do a bit more to impress me and it's so it sounds like people have approached her before now see that was very common back in the day see this is one of the tricks that the white man did to us you know hate to make it get so woke right quick but oh shit um one of the things white people did historically to black women black especially white men is that they made white black women sound like lascivious uh harlots basically like they would just jump on your dick and fuck you and it was just nothing you know many light-skinned children born because some white man said this black woman just came on to me like a savage meanwhile we know in history like they were sexually assaulting black women but in addition to just that one of the biggest slights they did and this happened in chicago a lot uh the um what was the book that i read last year tony morrison jazz tony morrison jazz highlights this as, as well basically they saw colored women black women as sex workers no matter your position one of the reasons respectability for women is so high for black women and it's so much like stockings and dress and undergarments and this and hat and fanciness is because you wanted to present yourself as a fancy lady who is above reproach so that they would like almost churched up so they would not approach you because white men felt that that there was no black woman they were bound to have to respect sexually they would proposition black women openly in public all the time like you can be going about your day going to work they would be like hey try to make twenty dollars they felt there was any black woman so the idea of a black of a white man looking moneyed like him coming to town coming to the black part of town paying for some black woman's drinks he put his eye on right and basically saying like i'm trying to fuck um that was not such a foreign concept now what i thought was interesting here is that when ruby points out that hey you're not the first white dude to try this shit Mm -mm. like you know this like this is a thing because jurisdiction wise a white segregation was not black people don't go to the white part of town white people don't go to the black part of town it was black people not allowed in the white part of town white people go wherever the fuck they want anywhere so and and what also would happen and this happened in chicago but also memphis many other black places where segregation was heavy what happens is the black part of town becomes the den of inequity it becomes the criminalized part of town because white men do the crime go there for crime 
So if you want to gamble, you go to the black place. You want to get prostitutes, you go to the black place. You want to drink, you go to the black place. You don't do it on your side of town if you can avoid it. You know, you go do the dirty, disrespectful things to black people. And then you go, black people are dirty and disrespectful and criminal, aren't they? Wash your hands and go back home. Right. So much of the history of our, like, nation and why inner cities and black parts of town are considered bad dangerous and the wrong side of the tracks is literally white people outsourcing their crime into blackness mm, they still do that today they come to the black side of the town to buy the drugs then go on back to the suburbs mm-hmm. so um they we get back <laughs> sorry for that tangent you know what I mean? right <laughs> i hate i hate to do y'all like that you know what i mean but <laughs> we just this is what we do here at the black guys okay it ain't never gonna be that simple all right we we're gonna have to get a little bit woke uh every time okay okay we can't help it it's it's not on purpose um but yeah so uh he basically tries uh uh you know says you know let me buy these get these drinks and she gives them the light it's gonna take more than some drinks to mm-hmm. get up in this yeah he won't let me buy you a drink mm-hmm. uh but then he looks at her and not like he's repulsed at all not like he's upset with her but it's like his search history got ebony bbws in it if you know what i'm saying <laughs> come on he gave her that look like uh that ain't girl that ain't nothing some drinks shit and he says um because she's like uh you know i could change your life forever which many a cat daddy has said to a shorty okay come on <laughs> uh, many a cat daddy and some ace and some uh stacy adams uh pointed shoes yeah they ain't no air black every black woman's heard that and some silk chirp socks you ain't gotta be white to tell that lie Mm-mm. and then and by the way many of them do change your life forever okay children okay come on uh <laughs> court you gotta go to court forever. now you know you <laughs> child support payment they can fuck your life up okay um jail okay i watch for my man yeah me too uh and she says you know it's not the first time a white boy made an offer to make a kept woman and she was like what well, i you know i'm not saying that she said or promise the world to try to sleep with her and he says well what if it's a promise i can keep and that's the arrangement that's the uh origin of seekingarrangement.com okay mm. that was the first sugar baby that we watched mm. black history happen right there mm, he can don't listen to what, what people, people say, say. come he on was, you know he was rocking that john b for sure they don't know about mm-hmm. about you and me girl it's all right baby yeah singing all the hits <laughs> Uh, but uh ruby later we, we you know we cut away come back ruby is drunk and she come she you know she drunk smashed. you know she drunk because she was telling this white man the unfiltered unbridled truth okay the she was just telling him it was like she was just complaining to one of her girlfriends down at the beauty salon because <laughs> she was like listen uh you know i tried to get this job in marshall fields but then a black woman already had the job and I ain't get it and fucking Letty's lying ass is the reason I ain't get it. And he was like, well, why don't you just go back and apply for the job? And she was like, nigga, it's 103 employees at Marshall's Field and it's never going to be two colored women, okay? One of them is the quota. That is it. That's the most they're going to ever have. 
period for the fact that she knew how many employees was there meant that she actually did her due diligence so then she said uh but if i she's like i was like i was born in this like race that i can never get ahead in as a black person i'm just fighting to survive but if i was born in your shoes i wouldn't even have to run come on mm-hmm. we didn't have to fucking run you love it okay she's out there trying to tell y'all the unbridled black truth that we live every goddamn day like this show i know it can be preachy message but it'd be uh-huh. on time okay it'd be dead on time when she said that shit um so then uh he he was just looking at her like a motherfucking like just a, a ham hog you know what i'm saying just like he was like look, some apple nut apple pie he was just looking at her like 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 a pumpkin pie like salt and pepper grits you know what i'm saying <laughs> just oh he was wanting to sop her up you know you know that look that people be men be having sometimes well he was like girl i don't give a fuck about that racism i'm trying to give i'm trying to desegregate your vagina today <laughs> okay you know what i'm saying like let's go ahead and cross the color I line and trying to smash all the taters okay like <laughs> i'm trying okay i'll try to get some gravy in my mashed potatoes right now if you know what i'm saying girl like this is fuck fuck racism okay black lives matter to me can i he was like can i stir your coffee come on now i brought all of the cream and she said you better stop looking at me like that it ain't happening white boy and guess what it was happening it did happen yes she did she fucked that man okay they went back to what i assume is the same mansion christina braithwaite was staying at mm. at first i thought it was led but i was like that don't make no sense it ain't i know it ain't ruby's boarding house mm-mm, mm-mm. it's not initially that's what i thought but i was mm. like nah it can't be yeah so i don't know i think it was i think it was i, it, I, I, I it think was it was uh, wherever they were staying i think it was uh now if this christina supposed said. to be christina's boyfriend they must got some open relationship rules or something i don't think it's her boyfriend i don't either i i think it's somebody that she's in cahoots with to get the shit done oh i think she in cahoots karen okay and we'll get to that in a second okay we almost done with the story so they smash and they come in the house she cuts her hand on like a vase or something and this nigga took her hand and licked the blood off Mm mm-hmm so you know he eat ass okay <laughs> oh ass you know like come on you start with that i mean what are the limits i mean it's some odell the beckham, is the sky it's some odell beckham jr shit happening up in there okay I so oh never mind mm-hmm. wait for the balls eat tomorrow okay so then um he licks the blood off of her and then uh it made me think also vampire rules this is another vampire rule moment where it's like you know licking the blood man like that's some vampire shit and this is colored blood in the 1920s or whatever the fuck this is not no regular blood like you know how savage you gotta be to be like i I don't give a fuck okay i will catch because they didn't know nothing about medicine back then he's like i will catch diabetes i don't give a fuck i'm into this yeah and the and the music uh that they were playing i was thinking i mean i knew she was drunk but i was thinking oh she might be underneath a spell like i really because the music that they were playing reminds me similar to almost like a true blood 
type mm-hmm. of music when well, you know happening. another thing vampires can do put you under that spell okay because that music i was like mm, she might be under you for a, i didn't a, even a, notice the music but yeah like like the music was talking about put a spell on you i was mm-hmm. like mm, sound like she underneath some type of a trance or vampires can spell. charm they can charm their victims that's the mm-hmm. thing they do okay so maybe she got charmed i because i have a theory I think so anyway he smashed them cheeks they uh, she opened up his shirt and he had some markings on his chest that i don't know what like it like some cult shit and then he smashed her the colored cakes smithereens he integrated them cakes y'all mm-hmm. okay and 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 i liked it because you rarely see big girls like get it like that mm-hmm. like you normally see like you know smaller women but you know he was like look i don't discriminate and them things was sitting okay so <laughs> like you could tell they did uh whatever the cgi work is like it wasn't no disrespectful like oh, no, no, no. shit and you know it's kind of the same you know like it's funny as graphic as this show is the sex is pg-13 it is you know what i mean <laughs> like, the, like the sex is like oh we're not gonna show you too much but uh it was enough okay um anyway uh it and then it's like they like i swear it's like the camera panned away for one second we came back everybody clothes gone i'm like god damn ah that was quick this is i didn't even get a chance to get my dick out what is happening Mm -hmm. but uh nah it was uh so this is my theory now i'm sure i'm like i said i don't listen to other reviews i don't really read much this is my theory but i'm i feel like everyone should be having this theory because i feel like the clues are here and doesn't sound like karen's with me on this but i think christina and william are the same fucking person we never seen them together so they, they, never, both, they never had a scene together not once they both have that uh blonde hair blue eyes they both were wearing that, that gray the the part where she walked in the house and literally 10 seconds later this nigga walked out the house whooped them people ass got in the same car and drove off <laughs> something like something's up like i don't know if it's uh, like or he uh, if not that he her slave yeah i mean that's your theory but my my theory i think they the same person i think she it's some magic shit like well, yeah she can't do magic. maybe she a vampire because so you know vampires can change shape some or either you know how vampires bite people and like that person is like your underling or i don't i don't know how i know what you're trying to say i want to be very specific with what i'm trying to say i think it's the same fucking person i think there's a reason that they look like that blonde okay. hair blue eyes gray suit drive the same car he survived and she survived the motherfucking collapse of the, of the goddamn mansion they both survived right yeah they we never see them together something is up and it makes sense because to me because christina is manipulative we she, she is she's manipulated tick and she's manipulated laddie and now she's looking at ruby i think she's just trying to find a way up in that fucking house to get to that orary mm. and she will try anything right she thing. was like since letty won't let me i'll get you to get me into that house now i could be wrong you know maybe they're that twins d- brothers underling like you said but something about the way they're playing it feels like we supposed to to, to know that that's that's one person you know what i'm saying and maybe till next week we'll see them niggas hold their hands i'll be like oh i was wrong but something don't feel right about that shit you know because remember when um remember when they were at the mansion Mm -hmm. 
and william was escorting them and they asked where montrose was and he said she he went with the lawyer aka i guess christina to boston or some shit and um that you know it's like well where is she at you know and then we see her at night but we don't see william again and remember what william said to them when they sat down in that table uh when it was montrose i mean when it was george and tick when they sat down at the table with the colt to eat he was like just because they that like just because they don't want you here doesn't mean you don't belong here and that feels like something christina would say because christina is this person that's been boxed out of power but feels like she belongs in power and just because i'm a woman don't mean i don't belong like this motherfucking power don't belong to me yeah because it's one of those things too where christina it's like christina basically knows everything but just can't join it's like if she was a man they would be more than happy to embrace her like she knows the rules the regulations probably because her daddy taught her the rules the regulations how shit's supposed to go the order of things like she actually knows how the shit is ran yeah so something's up and she the manipulation he was running down on ruby which apparently worked to some extent definitely made me be like fuck like this is this is christina's way of getting in the house somehow like this is not clean and i feel like they've they've like christina's just trying to get a wedge between everybody to find a way to get to to the power she don't care about any of them yeah no she no i don't know she doesn't care at all so that's the end of that story but that's how i feel i will see i might be wrong like i said didn't read the book yeah don't know none of this shit you know yeah or either uh it could be uh she learned a duplication spell almost like naruto do it does you know or like you know I me mean? might be something like that you know cause could she, be man cause she I, knows so much she might just can, like duplicate herself could be and you know I, all speculation works, oh, yeah, welcome, all speculation but uh no i'm saying all speculation welcome okay um but the reason i feel so strongly is that we've never seen them at the same time correct you see what i'm saying because even if you learn a duplication spell then we will see you at the same time you know naruto you can see him and his clone and that's true so something is up with this shit man i don't trust this i don't trust her and i feel like this white man ain't nothing but her now i don't know how ruby gonna feel she find out she fucked christina but we'll get to that ridge when we cross it apparently. <laughs> uh let's get to lady montrose and tick so um we started this episode with montrose sitting in the house sipping on that brown liquor shirtless on his couch mm-hmm. that's a position no black man ever wants to be in mm-hmm. not but okay. that brown it wasn't that and it wasn't the it wasn't that sexy sexy drinking it was that motherfucking trailer park shit shout out to rick and morty mm-hmm. uh it was it was that it was that motherfucking like babbling to yourself in a stupor probably pissed your pants drinking laid out probably been there for who knows how long like drinking to medicate yes yes drinking drinking your worries away right like so he was listening to a broadcast about the impending nuclear war and then in his brain we start hearing like seeing clips of audio like hearing audio clips of what we assume to be his inner monologue and it's him looking at old pictures of george and door and tick and then there's a montage of memories and voices and it's like his uh whatever happened in tulsa it's george's death it's his father abusing him uh like it's just all this negative shit in his head and he's sitting there and um the broadcast says something like you know 
if the north if, if the united states doesn't get rid of its nuclear stockpile then it will be the begin- dawn of a new age or some shit and he says to himself ain't shit new about it why do you keep cooking up death for the rest of us to eat and then he looks into the book bylaws and precepts of the order of the ancient dawn which is the book that george had when they were at the mansion Mm. it's the same fucking book so apparently george kept that book and must have given it to montrose before they escaped the mansion mm-hmm. and so um there's a poem or something i don't know what you call it but there's some text in the beginning it says adam named named the, uh, the animals and creatures e fucked i guess fucked uh f- fucked adam and i don't know fucked everything up uh god brought forth monsters monsters devoured god smites eve that was the 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 writing which is interesting because um i didn't know they was just saying fuck like that in 1920 okay these people was wrong all right (laughs) um and so the broadcast on the radio goes and the only way for us to defeat the reds the russians is for us to destroy their stockpile you know 1920s broadcaster and he this gives him an epiphany in his mind this is the nuclear weapon white people got magic and the weapons and shit and his black family is in the middle of this and they can't they can't possibly fight all this shit off and so he takes the book and he burns it essentially destroying the nuclear stockpile that is this this magical weapon that these white people will so he burned this shit down dog burned it down and then he said smells like tulsa which of course is uh extremely deep okay y'all mm-hmm. smells like tulsa trying to tell message okay because we know tulsa burned something um, happened all of y'all watch white watchmen mm-hmm. so y'all know mm-hmm. may not be surprising if they show us something that happened there like some period of time mm-hmm. doing the show uh i feel like we gotta get that because mm-hmm. they've Cause they, they built it up, it up you know i don't know if it can be as good as watchman's uh version of it because that shit was but uh they gotta give us what happened in tulsa Mm because that's not like they survived so something happened while they were there yeah and now we see why montrose must be drinking all the goddamn time because he's an alcoholic and you know at first i thought he was reading (laughs) i thought he was reading the count of money uh cristo again Mm -hmm. or whatever but uh nah he was reading that that fucking cult book and then burned it all down uh then we cut to safe negro travels <laughs> where we see hippolyta is talking to her father about uh the orrery she took that shit mm-hmm. i don't know how the hell she snuck that past everybody that she lowered out the window i mean did, i mean did it fold i mean i don't see how she got that past everybody i guess when the clan is burning across in your front yard you don't see too much going out the back because oh yeah because i forgot your eyebrows at the front of the house also like first of all i know a lot of black women don't like this as a compliment but i mean this literally that must be a strong black woman that shit look heavy didn't it though i'm like what the fuck and she just had it sitting Find in the office out of gold and also she just took it like it's not yours is it's you in someone else's house and you took that shit that doesn't feel very authentic very black at all that feels like thievery yeah because she tired of them lying to her yeah i get i don't know she just it's letty's house she just really just took letty shit i don't 
i guess it was calling to her because we know she is a fiend for some motherfucking solar lunar stargazing shit i think it was calling her all jokes aside i think it was uh because it was just so much shit happening to she because i thought that she was gonna get attacked when she walked into that room and apparently the thing just drew her in and she's talking to her father on the phone and she's basically saying i got this orrery but it's not to our solar system but because it has two suns that look like they're in a constant eclipse or maybe it's not an eclipse maybe it is just two suns in this universe and he was like well wherever it's from it can't be from our i mean it can't be from our universe because there's no solar system like that and she's also a guy comes over and was like what you working on here and uh you know one it's one of those work small talk motherfuckers because he wasn't interested no not at all and uh uh yeah she called uh her daddy who's a part of the uh astronomy black astronomy club he he mm-hmm. he another one of them members of the club you know they had a lot of clubs back then everybody was in the club the negro astronomers united uh but yes one of the things that was interesting though is she she says it's supposed to be moving and so the ori is broken and she needs a way to like fix it and he and the the guy who came over who i think is the same dude from atlanta if i'm not mistaken uh at least he looked like him i don't know if y'all remember him but he was like um working at the wing place Keep holding it down my nigga hmm. don't let me down man <laughs> yes that dude i think don't it was him down. I don't know what i do anyway if that was him yo brother you keep a job come okay? on i don't blame him that nigga keep a job he don't um motherfucking clean sugar too as a uh, parole guy like that nigga keep a job love to see it okay secure that bag anything to stay off of them uh 19 hour days over at tyler perry place okay um uh, so then <laughs> so so he comes over and it's that work small talk shit because he was not interested he was like well i'm sure anything broken got a key all right you have a good one i'm going i'm out i'm out of here <laughs> do, 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 do. that's my time i didn't know this shit was gonna turn into a motherfucking work conversation it is about five planets. o'clock right time um, to go home so she he, he said you'll find a key uh and then uh at the south side colored library letty barges in hot off of her conversation that she had with um uh catherine no what what was her name uh christina Mm -hmm. so her and christina had this conversation she told get the fuck off my porch but she let her know tick is was gonna kill her and tick is fucking um acting reckless and could have got could have got letty fucked up and so she goes to the library because letty is so smart she fucking goes to the library because she's like i know this nigga gonna be looking for books to try to find how to get them pages in the house and shit to get into the vault so she goes to the library and guess who's in there tick mm-hmm. and letty look like the kind of nigga that definitely yell fights in the library <laughs> yes her whole vibe is she is like above whisper right her whole vibe is when you tell her to shit she look at you real mean like she talking movies all that shit <laughs> like and not regular talking movies on the phone like she's that kind of person they're just extra with the background on all bright you know love her as a heroine of a of a tv show would hate to hang around this person in real life definitely gonna make a problem when you go to the motherfucking restaurant you know what i mean 
like letty's definitely gonna be that one so first one with attitude right the first one to be like well i don't understand why you know we got to sit outside there's plenty of seats inside you're like oh here we go um so then um letty said uh basically sees tick and she's like what the fuck tick you was gonna kill this woman um and he's like tick is very much like calm down please like he's in the library he's trying like usually is that voice right he's trying to calm her down but he it turns into a whisper fight where she's like (laughs) you know what the fuck are you doing you gonna kill this woman you wasn't even gonna tell me and then she looks over sees his bag is packed she's like then you was gonna leave like what was you just gonna go back to florida after killing the motherfucker what's wrong with you she talking about all this shit loud by the way loud as shit and my person that i connected with this episode this little boy that was in that motherfucking uh scene he stole the scene he did he was in that trying to read journey to the center of the earth he was like come on and you know another black history timeout moment a lot of these libraries for color kids did not let you take them books home oh they didn't right you couldn't check them books out in a lot of these cases oh so you had to read it while you were there you had to read the shit while you was there now i don't know that that's the case for this library okay but this was the case in many black libraries they gave you a lot less books a lot less supplies sometimes hand-me-downs you know from the white people and of course you couldn't take the shit home so my point is this kid looked like nigga i have until 6 p.m to read as much of this journey to the center of the earth as i can and right now they only a quarter to the center of the earth and you're slowing me down with your whisper fight (laughs) yes like that little boy i man listen i have never connected with a character so fast in my life i was like they are annoying and i'm watching the show for them and i'm still was like <laughs> take this shit outside and let motherfuckers read in peace i mean y'all are in the library my nigga damn use your inside voice you know that little kid be following the rules <laughs> all the rules <laughs> he the whole monitor and everything you know he, he like damn man i just I, that kid grow up to be a black republican and shit that, that niggers goddamn. <laughs> i ain't been fucking it up for me since i was a kid we only had one library and i never got to read shit black people in there arguing all the goddamn time and now my name is herman kane rest in peace oh no um so then um she basically uh they get into this fight and tick didn't tell letty about the house because he he didn't want to scare letty because he knew that christina gave her the money and she's like you knew all this time you didn't tell me shit she's pissed rightfully and he lets her know that christina can't be killed because she's like well then why didn't you kill her if you went to kill her what happened yeah why, why, why didn't you accomplish it he's like she got some kind of spell where you can't even fucking kill her like i froze i'm just holding the gun like and her father had the invulnerability spell now she got it and so i need to find the the pages so that i can find a way to get the spell to protect us from christina with like so or give us some weapons against christina or something because right now she's too powerful and we're basically in her sights mm-hmm. which is a strange loop it is a wicked loop if you think about it the braithwites trying to use tick which is christina's idea led them on this path to taking them looking for the missing pages of the book of adam which is what christina wants so like that may be her plan all along 
she is on some other shit dog like mm-hmm. she on some next level chess master she was shit. like i'm gonna look for it but i'm also get y'all to look for it so we both looking for it as of right now she has everyone doing what she wants them to do yes she does and this is a woman that basically killed her father without having to lift a finger uh, right so you know this is some other shit and they're playing a deadly game with a with a woman that's very powerful and cunning uh but tick is frustrated he's been reading all the books he's at a dead fucking end and letty tells him you need to go talk to your daddy because he's like i think i need to go back to artem and she's like and do what look in the rubble she's like they 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 teaching colored boys paleontology in the army now <laughs> she loves you ain't gonna find shit up there she loves roasting that nigga about being in the army boy <laughs> she almost worse than montrose she's like but uh yeah he was like um no and just like leave like stay out of this go back home this is not your thing you know and no i don't want to talk to my daddy blah 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 and so um he goes to close the book after she leaves you know because they stay fighting and he realizes that montrose recently checked out the book that he's using to research called the american guide and he cusses like shit and the little boy goes shh he was pissed i fuck with that little boy i am just trying to read superman volume number three the fuck dog he like i'm trying to read this book that disney's gonna make into a rock movie uh in in a in hundred years can y'all just leave can y'all just get the fuck out i'm just trying to read the goddamn great gaspy okay and i gotta deal with your bullshit okay right now this nigga is just okay he not even close to great because y'all won't let me fucking finish the book um so then he leaves and tick ends up going to the bar to look for his daddy the the watering hole where where montrose hangs out apparently and letty is already in there talking to montrose and before he can get over there tree which is the nigga that lied on his dick which great casting that nigga look like he lied on his dick like in regular life mm-hmm. um but he he's there and he's also the one who told him to go to the back uh, and catch the uh saloon owner uh getting a blowjob from a man because he thought that shit was cute so he's like uh they in the back <laughs> like looking at looking at tick walk by with that same smirk on his face mm-hmm. um and so they go in the back my trials basically tries to discourage tick and letty like look y'all stupid y'all motherfucking gonna get killed y'all don't know shit about these white people so what christina told you which is why we need to just stop this this whole thing is is crazy and y'all stupid he's like and, and my man i gotta give my man uh michael k williams all the dap okay because michael k williams play a good ass hush nigga master listening slave don't right? he though he had that good that good like stop this foolishness now Going from around here, you know, he got that good voice. I interrupt these white folks being white. No wonder you two sweet on each other. Foolish and crazy go well together. I'm like, oh, he's so good at that shit. And then he was like, you already got one large gun for you. You want the other 34? And they was like, how you know it's 34? Right, how do you, how you know? Like, mm, you letting that slip. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. You letting that one slip, player, okay? Um, and so he was like, you know, it's like when the pastor be giving a, 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 a sermon in church and they fuck up and let you know that they fuck with secular music too mm-hmm. that's how it, that's how he slipped up it was real like he ain't mean to but he got so passionate and he's like you know and god is the only one 
that can make you ha jump jump okay somebody say jump jump crisscross will make you know jesus will make you okay y'all y'all see pastor see you driving down the street listening to that secular stuff when you should be listening to god okay you make me wanna lead the one i'm with no the one i'm with is jesus and the one i'm with is gonna always be by my side okay the only usher that's up in here is the ones passing around these plates now go ahead and get that around there little nigga thank you <laughs> <laughs> like he slipped up so so fast it's like <laughs> the 34 other houses i was like damn it's 35 of these cold little houses this coat deep they deeper than scientology man i'm telling you they real deep allegedly not a cult. allegedly, allegedly. Uh, i watch all the time crazy movies don't don't find me um and so then um they're like uh he tells tick basically get the fuck out of here and he goes well fuck you did dad and leaves but then letty shames him into helping but i was heard that shame never works i heard that too this is what i was heard that's what apical told me i heard shame never works but she basically said you know you really know all this shit and you gonna let your son go out here chasing his tail and this dangerous ass white woman after him because you know you're not gonna stop and now i see where your son gets it you're a real asshole and i'm like damn she she shaded both of them at the same time at the same time and so then he's like wait you got family in boston and she was like uh and it stopped because they going to boston y'all mm-hmm. and then we see at safe negro travels they ain't got no car mm-hmm. so guess where they had to go they had to go to hippolyta to get the damn car and um they was like they needed an excuse they like we going to boston and woody we need to use the car and there's a tense back and forth very comical between uh tick and letty uh packing the car um you know there's this is it's very moonlighting like all this arguing back and forth and then montrose comes over and says with his with his flask in hand this is not my fault and apparently d and hippolyta are going on the trip too yeah she's like the fuck no last time y'all took this car my husband's dead i am going with y'all fuck y'all plans yeah it's interesting because did you think her coming was like out of suspicion because her whole thing was her and d want to go to this museum and it's got these great uh astrology and stargazing scientific like displays and i do genuinely believe that she is into that stuff and so is d um so i couldn't tell to be honest if she was going out of like i know y'all niggas up to something or if she was going out of some like well y'all said this is y'all cover story y'all going to this museum well guess the fuck what i'm going to the museum or whatever you know i think it's a combination of both i think she was interested but i also do think she was like y'all not gonna take this vehicle without me we we right. are gonna go because y'all have literally boxed me out you won't tell me the truth you keep me in the dark we're going to find out what's happening and she know they up to something because of that yes. last episode where she was questioning now my question my thing was letty and them didn't go in the shop and see the orrery because i feel like letty would have been like where you they, get they, this from they probably didn't go they go. must not have went in they didn't uh so then uh apparently d and 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 hippolyta are coming um and they're going to the museum and as soon as they get ready to pull off motherfucking tree comes out of nowhere and he's like i need to go to philly 
but if y'all give me a ride to boston i could save my you know save some bus fare uh on the ticket and just end up going from boston to philly on the bus and they let him go hippolyta says he can go tick is like fuck this nigga no and hippolyta's like you know george always said we could fit the whole south side of chicago in would it yeah i mean i don't know i kind of think did she plan that did she had that nigga come along just to have an extra person in there i don't think i don't know why she would though that's true nothing about tree and hippolyta seem to go together at all i think that nigga just a bum ass nigga that want to ride because he's annoying and seen him pulling out yeah like i don't like that nigga um anyway they uh end up going uh to, they arrive at the museum in boston dia hippolyta go off to look at the light of the universe exhibit and agree to meet up at the lobby in two hours that was one of the reasons i wasn't sure why she went like i wasn't sure that she was going to keep an eye on them because i thought well in this case this is when you don't leave them alone because you know whatever's going on is gonna happen in this museum and she was like no me and hippolyta going out to look at this exhibit so like i don't know i don't know yeah i don't know how suspicious or not suspicious she really is um not that she won't become more suspicious but it just made me feel like she's not really like they're not really on her shit list yet they're just kind of on some like i think y'all might be hiding more than you're saying but i still love y'all and trust y'all to an extent yeah at least uh later in the episode something else happens but at this point it didn't it felt more like she still does fuck with them because if i I thought she was gonna be on something y'all ain't leaving my sight and that was gonna be how she got in on the mystery Mm. but she really went off to go do museum shit she was like oh i love the stars yeah she was like i might not trust y'all but uh i actually really did come like we're not spending all this money for nothing so uh she goes uh there montrose goes off to meet up with a security dude that he knows uh tick and letty discuss possible locations of the vault and then tree comes his fucking third wheel ass along like hey we're gonna see some dinosaurs and they're like no, no. that we not here for that and he's like hey or like go do that shit yourself and he was like oh man we gotta be here for three hours we're gonna see some dinosaurs like this nigga um and then um tick walks off and let because him and letty are still kind of beefing and so now it's tree and letty by themselves and he's like you know what they call me tree don't you (laughs) and she was like no why is that and he's like because most men got two legs i got tree i was terrible ass though it was bad it was real bad yeah it it was pretty uh i want to go boo boo yeah it was pretty pathetic definitely a cat daddy line if i ever heard yes you know the centuries was too early all he needed was a bluetooth in his ear yeah the white bitch get out of my face the white man was ready to motherfucking um buy make somebody a kept woman black man just talking about i got big dick um come on it was it was pretty disgusting um (laughs) (laughs) uh but you know he he but he seemed like the type as well to be that type of dude you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like soon as they got along yes just creepy as hell hey how you doing love mama let me whisper in your ear tell you something that you might like every time you get around that woman so uh she was like uh seymour 
completely disarmed the whole tree shit she hit that nigga with that seymour because there's no cool people named seymour mm-hmm. okay like and i know seymour from um from my show little shop of horrors but let's be real seymour wasn't cool Mm-mm. okay the fun fucking abusive ass dennis was cooler than seymour seymour is a <laughs> loser name so um yeah she was like well seymour is that why you told people that uh you, you we fucked in high school and he like oh uh, 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 somebody says so he immediately knows that tick told that he be lying on his dick uh dia hippolyta go off to that exhibit and they look in the stars and there's a there's a comment named harris chariot that apparently hippolyta named it but she didn't get credit because she's a black girl mm-hmm. and they gave it to the like daughter of an astronaut in sweden named yeah, lucy she, studebaker yeah she had Na- one like a like a uh a, a contest. contest yeah named nancy studebaker so she got the credit because a black girl couldn't get it and d was like you should have fought that mama and i'm like look at the generational you know mm-hmm. like the difference in our generations you know even back then like you know the children are the ones that go we can change this you know and they are the ones that change it um but she's like well we both know the truth and that's enough and d was like Mm-mm, and she yelled out my mama named that that's harris um that's harris cherry my mama named it and she's like and now they know the truth too and i was just like mm, this is gonna bring a tear to my eye now they know the truth too message uh the museum god says uh white woman says that titus braithwaite who got all these artifacts in the uh museum apparently got all those artifacts in exchange for teaching the savage tribes uh you know civilizing them and shit mm-hmm. y'all if you think that happened come on come on y'all you know this nigga went and killed and scammed and stole that shit right some people that had their own culture minding their business it makes me go back to i think episode one or two two episode two where they talked about Titus Braithwaite and how kind he was to his slaves kind. white people love a kind lie don't they mm. to protect a brutal truth they love, they love a happy slave don't they they you love a motherfucking that. slave how are you happy you have no freedoms or no rights he liberated the artifacts from the indigenous peoples okay <laughs> they wasn't doing nothing but keeping them and you know using them for sacred traditions so he had to you know he had to go freedom artifacts from him uh cut off a few hands and shit you know as one does when making friends uh tree gets mad at tick calls him a hater for letting letting know he lied about fucking her and then he basically like oh, i know what this about you mad because i told you to go out back when uh dude was getting his dick sucked and tick is like preoccupied because he's trying to figure out where the fuck the location yeah, of the he was door like, that's that man business <laughs> well he's also trying to figure out where the door is for the vault mm-hmm. in the in the thing and he thinks he found it and so he's looking at the displays and figuring it out he's like what's the door and then he goes uh tree is like uh you mad about that and he's, he's like nah that don't concern me and then the, and then tree's like or does it and he's like no nigga i ain't gay think the term he used was sissy which obviously 1920 mm-hmm. you know but um he's like nah and he's like well you know your daddy then got real close with the owner so maybe it is your business 
<laughs> you ain't heard from me ass nigga god i hate him he starts mess so basically trying to imply that montrose is gay and montrose comes over at this time and he's just went away and came back with this security guard which now tick is looking at like mm, did he like are they gay did they go off and do some sexual favor type shit like what's happening with my daddy right uh and he even asked him how do you know that guy he's like he's just a friend from the bar and he's like uh he gonna leave the place uh unguarded tonight gonna let us in through the back door and we only got two hours to the next shift so we need to figure out where the door is and ticks like i think i figured it out and so later they come back letty montrose and tick no d no hippolyta and no tree uh they sneak in with flashlights into the museum and um they get it to shine uh well hold on actually before we get to this i just want to say i find it interesting if montrose is gay it puts a completely different spin on everything we've learned about tick and his heritage because we know that george is possibly his real father so what if he had this child with this woman somehow out of wedlock, like whatever and george is like the responsible right thing to do is to have someone look after this child and after this woman and he asked montrose to do it and montrose who is you know this gay man having to you know obviously live a secret life at that period of time Mm -hmm. you know and a man who's experienced physical abuse as a child and all this shit and he takes it out on his son and all that stuff i wonder if that could be some of it i don't know yeah, for like sure. he, he might be angry that he feel like he was forced into something yeah not just that but that's part of tick's like origin story mm-hmm. is you know his father like his father is not his father and then it's like out of a sense of duty and obligation that he raised tick you know mm-hmm. and i still do think that there's some form some form of caring you know you know because like i do care but i'm also hurt and broken and going through my own shit too yeah it's just mm, something about that because it puts montrose in less not that it's ever okay to hit your kid and all the Mm -hmm. shit but i mean it was 1920 but anyway um it puts montrose in this more sympathetic light i think than the one even with just the abuse thing but like with if you put him in that light of he did this out of some obligation to take care of essentially his nephew um mm-hmm. so that's what i'm saying it's still some form of because it's still family yeah it would be interesting anyway i have no like i said didn't read the book don't don't listen to shows but it just made me think about that if they were hitting towards that all right so back to this story uh they sneak into the museum at night they do some tricks some old motherfucking like tomb raider fucking raiders of the lost ark shit with the moonlight to figure out the spot to open up the door they open up the door it opens up a motherfucking uh underground cavern um where they got a rope down into and climb down this rope and uh tick gets down there and just in case you didn't read the book earlier goes this some journey to the center of the earth type shit uh which i don't think niggas talk like this in 1920 but i'll accept it me too we're doing cool hard shit with black people it's mm-hmm. it's fine we black indiana jones in it um so, right and so um they end up um you know shimmying down like shimmy he shimmies down the rope first 
there's three different paths they got to do this whole thing like which path do we take mm-hmm. uh he realizes they need the map from upstairs letty breaks the fucking display and rips the map off and then runs like just shimmies down the rope the whole time with Tick being like wait montrose being like but well, we said we wouldn't break nothing like letty is just like fuck y'all impossible white man basically come on um and so uh um, that's what i mean nobody else gonna do it i'll do it yeah letty's whole steez is impossible white man like she's always out in front always running headlong into danger all this shit so um that my favorite part about this is coming down the rope montrose climbed down that rope in the oldest blackest way he climbed down a rope like my black ass i've ever seen he was cooning so good this like the rest of this episode is basically them cooning and they cooned so good but mm-hmm. michael k williams stole the show with his cooning like he came down there he was like oh god damn oh my mom my ankles my back <laughs> and hit that ground i was like yep that sound like me right so um he uh they he shimmies down the rope or whatever falls down all this shit um they figure out they need to take the north tunnel because uh you know he montrose is like it's the west tunnel he went to guyana and he found all this shit and letty's like but according to the museum god i didn't read all them books but the god says they did renovations at 1803 and he's like oh he founded the the order of adam three years after that so maybe you're right and so they end up taking the tunnel you know showing that he has read some shit mm-hmm showing that he read some shit and also showing that letty uh is useful even though she ain't read all that shit mm-hmm. uh so then they they walk down the north tunnel tick takes a lamp and follows them 20 minutes down the pathway of the tunnel they reach a long ass chasm that only has a plank to walk across and i i mean when i say plank it's a plank but it's really a balance beam yes this shit is like over a hundred yards over a chasm that is pitch black at some point it's so dark in there you can't see See the the rest of the planet so they need to walk across this thing they tie some knots we get a we get another black message moment um because they start tying them uh super slave knots and she's like well you learn to tie a knot like this the military it's like no and then montrose like you learned it from me we one of our ancestors was uh living on a farm he had tied the horses together and all the animals and if one animal ever got away he get beat well he walked off that plantation on juneteenth not a mark on him none of the animals ever got away and that's just not we tying on you right now super slave knot um <laughs> so he could have found out he was not telling the truth he was like uh what you talking about intergenerational knots yeah dick was like uh what you talking about Get, get, got out there didn't it mm-hmm. they run so then they run into like halfway through the thing she stops even though she got the rope because she like y'all gonna be able to pull me up or whatever she stops and they're like lady hold on i'm coming and shit and apparently there's some tomb raider type shit happening mm-hmm. where there's motherfucking swinging blades from the ceiling on the path of this fucking balance beam to where you have to like jump ahead a couple feet to make sure you don't die so she does that and in the second because they have to untie the knots and all this shit the second she does that the motherfucking plank starts disappearing from the other side on some magic shit mm-hmm. so then my trials has to jump on the other end like hey uh uh like uh hey y'all hey the the, the something's wrong here because it just starts all of a sudden disappearing almost like um termites is eating it 
yeah and it's basically like montrose look like he wanted to be like well i could just head back and <laughs> I, I, I can go back the way i came good luck but instead tick says no come with me like jump just you gonna have to jump and so he throws tick the bag first <laughs> yes! and tick drops the bag tick and i'm like this is what happened when your abusive father and you never play catch with your son oh tick hit tick hit them with i call them motherfucking brick hands like when you're playing basketball and you throw it right at somebody's hands and they hands so hard they don't cuff the ball just bounce off he hit it with that brick hands i was like the hell is this yeah it was some nazi muhammad type shit going on and so he drops the motherfucking bag uh you know um and he drop he drop he doesn't secure the bag he drops the bag no he drops off. he fumbled the bag yes he did all the way off the cliff and then of course montrose is like you better catch me boy <laughs> and he jumps and like i said the cooning was so great he catches him his feet they do they do this close-up on their feet his feet is all slipping on the bar shit and then they basically have to book it across and jump across the the, the whole platform because it's disappearing faster and faster behind them mm-hmm. they get to the other side and it's not just the other side there's a fucking puzzle right so they're looking at this closed door with the shit eating up behind them the puzzle has buttons that have to be pushed in a certain order and they're like and they like uh they're designed to look like something is adam and eve and monsters and shit and it's all that thing i read in the beginning where it's like you know adam named eve fucked god and so under the threat of death montross uh as the fucking plank is disappearing and he's the furthest one out is yelling like you know adam named eve fucked and you know monsters devoured the all this shit and um once they press those buttons that's when it's like okay um we they made it in they're safe he's like you see me boy i jump like jesse oh is he ain't got shit on me <laughs> like i said the cooning was off the charts oh it was mwah, fantastic right and so they get in and tick is bleeding and seems kind of annoyed with letty's concern like you're bleeding he's like i know god damn it let it get off me and then they walk in get the, off me woman they walk in the cavern and water is rising and that's when uh there was a sign when they first walked down uh walked down the uh tunnel that said something like the tide will rise or something like that yeah and it was actually up on the ceiling when um ticket went down there by itself he was she was reading it and, and let it just decide to the fuck what you reading yeah and so basically once they get on that side they realize the water is filling up this cavern they and it's gonna do it until they drown or they find this treasure or whatever and tick is trudging ahead angrily way ahead of everybody and letty and montrose telling him to slow down and he turns around and he's mad because montrose obviously knows a lot about the sons of adam and he's not telling them like he told them the combination to the door and how did he fucking know that right and he only told them under threat of fucking death and he's like you're you're not with us on this mission you you really gonna get us killed out here and you're holding back and then montrose admits like i am holding back because george when he died he gave me that book but he also told me to protect our family and this is me protecting y'all like i would he was like why are you even down here with us he was like because your dumb ass won't stop pursuing this motherfucking these pages he's like if you would stop going after the vault i wouldn't even be down here like i just want y'all to be safe stop fuck this shit um and so while they arguing about it um letty walks into a floating corpse because apparently 
dead bodies are down here and it's one of the corpse of those neighbors who snuck into their house yeah, she was like, they got killed they got killed by the ghost mm-hmm. and i remember when we watched this and we saw that at the bottom of the cavern i said i don't think they put them bodies down there and she was shocked she didn't sound like you know them bodies we put down here uh now she could have just been shocked that it was showing up in fucking uh uh boston so it could be that she did put the bodies down there but she was just like why the fuck would we be in a cave I, I, and see it in know. boston but she seemed like she didn't even know them bodies was she's like it looked like my neighbor like she didn't say it like it is uh, it's them i know them mm-hmm. faces anywhere anyway so uh that's when i was like what the fuck is happening like is this some type of freaky portal shit happening in this cave is a another dimension like this shit go across the earth like we know they didn't walk 20 minutes and across a plank and they was back in motherfucking chicago that didn't happen not from boston a 15 hour drive at the time so um they uh realized that epstein the doctor hiram epstein the guy who owned the house Letty's old house was chasing titus's pages too trying to he was a member of the cult trying to find this evidence of these missing pages of the book of adam and um that might he might have died down there in them caves like maybe that's how he died uh and tick tries to send letty and montrose back because they find the elevator that goes into their house and he's like y'all go there it's too dangerous i'll do the rest and she gets pissed she like it didn't just get dangerous it's been dangerous your father got kidnapped i got killed i died this is not just happening to you you're not the center of the fucking universe and then she storms off cause yeah cause she's like i'm tired of you leaving me out not you know acting like you're the only one that has been impacted by this and like you have to do this alone All right it's like looking at ice cubes uh ultimatum for black america and then going what about black women and he's like i didn't think of that like oh we should probably have put a section on here under that women are people you know yes we are so, so tick, tick is just kind of self-absorbed and he thinks because he has his blood that this is like his legacy and this is his mission and he's in this alone she's like mm-hmm. you're not in this alone we all have something on the line i'm in this the house this woman wants um so then um the water keeps rising um they arrive at a door letty's in the lead Ma Charles tells Tick to apologize to Letty while while she's there and they he's like, you know, um he's like, I don't think that's gonna work, Pops, or whatever. He's like, well, uh, you know, it's like your mom used to, you know, used to, your mom was a piece of work too, or whatever. And he's like, Well, she navigated around you pretty good. And he's like, Yeah, she did. She did. You know, your grandmama told me, uh, you need a song that reminds you of your woman so that whenever you fight, you just sing that song to yourself and by the time you're through you know she you, you know she'll be over it or some shit like some some old black yeah, you, people advice yep, you can get back to loving yeah you know black people advice and shit that's not true at all uh they get to a door <laughs> and the door has an arm hanging off of it like someone's hand got stuck in it and then they had to cut their arm off to escape or some shit mm-hmm. and so they yank the arm out and then stick and then tick has to stick his hand inside the door while wearing the ring and um the ring they got in episode one Mm -hmm. and it takes his blood and then it opens the door now what i'm thinking is they already said Hiram may have died down there or something right 
that ghost the white ghost doctor it was missing an arm i went back and watched it so he was trying to get in there and he couldn't right and maybe that is how he died or at least lost his arm Mm -hmm. um because that ghost only had one arm and it was the right arm that was missing Mm -hmm. when i went and looked at it okay that and that makes sense yeah and so uh because it's tick titus's blood and tick they are able to get in the room um and this is amazing camera work and all this shit um so they go and the room is full of mummified uh what appear to be like either native americans or uh indigenous people of some land you know they could be mayans they could be a lot of stuff but Mm -hmm. um just a room full of these corpses that have been mummified Mm -hmm. um and still wearing their like garb and shit Mm mm-hmm uh they go to get a piece of paper off a table and a motherfucking corpse reanimates just gets up and starts screaming and moving that shit was on some pirates of the caribbean shit it just came back to life it came back to life like slow and and gross and then uh and then and then it started looking good because like titties popped out and shit and then it was like it was it was a lot okay it was like confusing feelings in the room yes it was it was like this is a ghost this is a monster it's gonna kill everybody oh boobies oh what is happening here female what's happening right this is a pretty ghost you know like uh because at this point i I just think everything on the show gonna kill them so (laughs) yes i I was like they about to get killed by a whole uh woman over here or whatever and so um at the time uh the corpse reanimates and turns to human form and they start speaking a language that no one can understand in the room except tick mm-hmm. and the reanimated uh person uh who we find we get her name later is Jahima, um can also understand tick but not the other two so something about tick whether it's his blood mm-hmm. because if you remember episode one when the princess of mars spoke to him and it was some la- other language he understood that shit too mm-hmm. um so maybe tick can understand this language when he hears it spoken i don't know if he can read it i don't don't sound like he can yeah but it was just interesting that you know because i mean maybe it's a magic thing maybe because he has that blood or mm-hmm. i don't know it but gets some form of a connection yes so he basically plays like interpreter through this and this exchange and basically it's uh there's um her name is johima marocati and uh she's like yeah um i can sense that you related to titus braithwaite this evil ass motherfucker and he's like no i might be related but we not family like it's, it's, so she was like uh and then montrose blurts out what are you because uh she has uh breast and a penis mm-hmm. um and so he's just like an interview on the breakfast club okay he just he what you your know, genitals do yeah and he of course obviously all 1920s yes. like all the you know all that stuff is uh, you know if this nigga like i don't even know if they had a word for trans at the time or you know at least in uh, a lot of communities or whatever right. um at least not anything that would have been not offensive now mm-hmm. but um so um he <laughs> what i like is that tick asked who are you after this like she can't understand what uh montrose said anyway Mm -mm. but he goes who are you and that's when she says jahima marakoti 
a man a woman a man two spirit with two spirit is an actual designation um like a lot of uh first nations people and stuff use that to to because trans people have existed in every culture since like the dawn of time and that's one of the ways that it's described in uh a lot of like indigenous people culture two spirit they call it two spirit yeah um so uh and the same thing with um you know we talked about it with indian people like there's there and there's reverence that people have like you're magical you uh you know i don't know how people feel about that but you know there's like a reverence certain cultures have for it as opposed to what we do which is admonish people and ban you know banish them and fucking torture and and all this shit but um yeah so she's basically been trapped there she was um taken well she volunteered to help titus back in the day because he had this book of adam and all the shit she could read the symbols and she was gonna help translate them but then she she was like they were so greedy the people just they wanted and they wanted she never met people that hungered like that before and she said when she saw what he really was this you know vile man she said i'm not gonna help you no more but then he promised i'll reunite you with your people if you continue to help me so she's like okay and his reuniting her with her people was killing her people mummifying them putting them in that vault and then sticking her ass in there that's what the fuck he did a monster which is what tick said he was a monster i'm sorry for what he did to you he said but i need your help to stop others like him from hurting my people and she says i'm not gonna help you because i don't know your spirit which kind of makes sense last time she tried to help somebody she got stuck in a fucking thing for 100 years like i'm good you know um and so with that um and i'm only saying she her because that's how they refer to her on the show mm-hmm. so i don't know if um you know if there's like i don't want to offend anybody but mm-hmm. that was how the character was referred to as she her yes um and so with that uh she has a seat at the table and like i ain't helping and then my trials is like well fuck that grab the pages like let's go but then all hell breaks loose and the motherfucking windows at the top water has now filled that shit and it starts cracking um it's only had two hours right and oh i forgot to mention when the door opened it didn't open like the door in front of them it opened a door in the ceiling so they climbed up a ladder to so they were going up a level so now everything below them must be flooded because all the shit above them is flooded so they basically have to get out swim back to the elevator um yohima comes with the yohima comes with them they get into the elevator the, the, the we get some back and forth they lose some paper the the papers they came for mm-hmm. letty swims out and gets them because mm-hmm. apparently shout out to all these negroes know how to swim come on okay that's the real mvp the real mvp okay this is back when they wouldn't let us use their pools okay this is a feat all these niggas can swim so uh she gets the paper comes back to the elevator they start riding the elevator up the water starts flowing out of it and when it comes through tick kisses letty and i just want to know what is the medium shirt budget on this show yes he loves them medium shirts don't he okay with his nipples showing yes he like listen shine on through you got anything tighter i feel like that's how he shop like they're like sir here's a here's a medium you got anything a little tighter than this got a medium you got anything just a little just mm, you know what can't see all my areolas Mm -mm. 
uh so they kiss uh all wet and everything in the um in the elevator he asks yohima are you okay and she goes to answer him and she just lets out a scream like ah like a shrill sound like a siren almost and it won't stop and so he gives her a right hook just knocks her ass out which was extremely weird and i i didn't see it coming um i'm sure there have been many think pieces written about the end of this episode you know but uh yeah he he knocked her ass out um and hippolyta and d at this time are heading back and d's like how do they get back to chicago without woody and she's like i don't know baby and not my concern they wouldn't know when i left like i guess they already called us and well my guess is that she was concerned they called her and told her we back we back in chicago at some point Mm. because you know i don't think she would have left them that you know that's her family she loved them but she sees the atlas and the atlas has all these drawings on it that d drew but it also has this this red crayon line i guess of where they thought artem was and uh she stops the car and basically and she snaps at the baby mm-hmm. where did you get that from right turns the car around and head she's going to go to artem too because she still don't feel right about what happened to george and i think she's looking to solve that mystery and it makes me wonder if she's going to get there and, and and find that mansion i bet you it's all put back together again that's what i was thinking also i was telling you on sunday i was like i don't know what would be more shocking she finds the dilapidated mansion and maybe can put together that something bad happened there because you kind of almost needed to be fucked up for her to to get there and be like they lied look at what the fuck happened uh maybe even that racist woman could be alive i don't know the one with the dogs i mean there's so many racist people on the show but uh (laughs) i don't know it just made me think like is she gonna head up there and solve well just get more clues that something happened with george or uh like you said i don't know what would be cooler if she went up there and the mansion was just back like it never left i think i think the mansion gonna this is my prediction i think the mansion gonna be back like it ever it was before i think that she's going to get some answer you know what i mean something that causes her to question things you know maybe it's something as uh fucked up as her going through like the sundown towns where those sheriffs and shit had see the sun sundown town would only prove that they were telling the truth because they told her the sheriff shot him and that's how he died so if you go to the sundown town it's like oh this is what they said happened you see what i'm saying so i feel like she got to see something magical to make her be like nah they lied you see what i'm saying or, or either it's something where uh uh something similar to them her and d get somewhere and end up seeing creatures or some shit like that man yeah it's gonna have to be something because like i said it's gotta be something magical or else if you just go up there the mansion's put together the fucking sundown town is intact then you just yeah, driving I, up there and confirming their story then you're just gonna yeah. come back to chicago like oh they told the truth and i feel like the way this story is going it, she got to be the one who finds out they was lying yeah and also i think that even if she does go through the sundown town it could be something where somebody drops something that says something about them something that just don't sit right for her or either uh you know she uh who knows they may have brought people back to life you never know and she asks a question and they be like you know we don't remember them or who are you talking about like something like that or you know you never know where uh they're gonna go with this because we'll see man because i think 
like there's only so much you can do with that you know what i'm saying like like she can't go to the white people town where they a sundown town where they kill you know kill black people and be like i got questions i i'm gonna be i'm a detective like they don't respect that so it's like like they wouldn't even let them eat you know what i'm saying so i i think she got to see something magical it's the only way to make to make this character's trip up there worthwhile yeah and that's even even if she gets back to the castle like she might not even get that far she might go in that direction and and see other things or it might take her you know somewhere else but she'd be like you know what i'm gonna go back and ask him what the fuck is this or something that she can physically take back with her and be like what the fuck is this yeah i just think you don't find that unless you go to that castle and, and it's fucked up somehow you know unless unless she goes up there and literally finds george alive but she says she saw the body so you know i can't see that happening but yeah I, I think you i think something magical she got to go see some magical shit that's all i'm gonna say uh because 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 i feel like she going up there because she is suspicious and that shit like that's why i said i wasn't sure if when she went up there if she was actually feeling suspicious because i thought she really went like oh no it's cool you know and then but she just had this underneath the surface the whole time and when she saw that atlas it went right back to like these lying motherfuckers something is up you know but yeah and i i I hope that her and her baby safe because like it was three of them niggas and they went through a lot like it's just you and a child no way they're killing them kid the kid i mean no 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 not that they killed no but it's but it's just for the fact that it's something where i'm like okay this could be very dangerous for both of you yeah it might get quote-unquote scary yeah that's what i meant they're gonna be fine i just i and plus the story they need them to find out like it plus maybe we'll it'll give her more motivation maybe she finds the key to the orrery up there something i just need something to happen with her because i don't want the whole season of her just being suspicious and not finding out shit so hopefully we get something out of that um all right so she does go back to Ardom. then last scene tick and montrose think think yohima has an attachment uh enchantment where she can't speak outside the vault and that's why the siren noise start coming out of her ticks like well we can just teach her english and he thinks the secrets to titus's pages will help decipher a way to break the spell eventually and montrose is like you know gives him a compliment like you, you know boy you did good in spite of me and you, your mom will be proud and he's like you know almost like thank you dad and he goes off and montrose goes in the room with um with um, uh, um yahima and he pulls out a knife and says i'm sorry and slices her throat and that's the end of the episode i did not see that coming i, I did like, not see that coming what the fuck i was not motherfucking ready no and that's when i was like oh he knows more than i should have known telling. when he was acting cool i should have known something was up yeah, with like, this motherfucker yeah like it's something it's like she would have been the key to whatever they were doing and i think he knew that he was like no you can't live i feel like he did that shit to sabotage whatever they like he still is on some we got i'm gonna sabotage this shit because i think that's gonna protect y'all in the ultimate thing but i couldn't see him taking somebody's life i did not see that coming Mm -mm. um and and i personally think that this is gonna cause a rift because it's only three of them in that goddamn house and it's gotta be a rift that's some evil shit they're gonna be like the fuck is this two things gonna happen either by the time tomorrow come when their time Mm-hmm. he gonna be gone which would make sense mm-hmm. or, or either they're gonna wake up and all of them gonna fall out 
I can see it. Because they, because other than that, it makes, cause it's only three of them and two of them know that they didn't do it. Right. Unless he's. Oh, tra- I don't think it's going to be a murder mystery. No, un, 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 <laughs> unless, cause, cause the only thing he can say is that she tried to kill herself and they're not going to buy it. Yeah. I don't even think he's going to lie. I think he's just going to be like, I did it. Like. That's true. Cause I'm trying. I'm yeah. trying to save y'all. I'll bet to that. I'm trying to protect the family. And initially, I did not think that was going to happen. I and not just funny. I, my mind went. I was like, "Is is he going to like sexually assault her or something?" Like, like that's initially where my mind went. I was like, "The way he's creeping in there, it don't feel right." I, like I didn't know what he was going to do, but I was like, "This don't feel." It right. It definitely felt predatory what he was yes. doing. Um, now I will say, obviously, uh, I mean, I'm sure many, many woke people have written about it and shit already. Um, and on a show with this many black people and so many like woke topics and shit, seeing a trans person of color, like have violence committed against them on screen, not just a punch, but slicing her throat at the end. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of people that were very triggered by that and like, what the fuck? Um, I don't know what's going to happen in the future, so I don't know if this character is going to, you know end up being okay is come back or anything i don't you know, know we got magic and all types of stuff in this world it's a very shocking image in a world of shocking images like you know it's kind of hard because i know people were like you know like fuck this the, you know fuck this show for this and all this stuff i saw a couple people felt that way um which is interesting because the show is so full of black racial trauma already mm-hmm. you know uh they keep foreshadowing something gonna happen with emmett till we saw him again in this episode we did so i don't know man but if anybody you know wasn't cool with it i totally understand i'm not like i didn't write this shit mm-hmm. so i never feel this need to be like i'm defending it you niggas is being nope like you if you didn't like it totally to. get it totally get it not here to tell you you need to like it like it and totally understand if you're out but yeah like going for that shocking ending definitely like that was one of the first things i thought was like damn the trans person got killed like you know not just that but also when we see um yahima right like they make a point out of showing us that she's naked and has a penis and breast right there in front of every like like it's very like this is the purpose of this character you know what i mean um and i also saw people went and found the actress who portrays her who was like i am two-spirit i am uh you know indigenous person or whatever so like you know i don't know if it's a casting issue as much as it's just a like we didn't appreciate this representation i don't know that that speaks for everybody but just when we do these reviews i like to at least encapsulate some of the critique even if it's not like if it didn't ruin my enjoyment of the show i'm not that doesn't mean it's not valid that it ruins someone's enjoyment of the show so and it did feel kind of egregious and like maybe they will have a point for it but you know in a world where we know trans women of color um and especially well not a black person in this case but trans women of color are you know highly highly having violence against them and death and all the shit is kind of like one of those like oh man is this is it worth it to use this trope in your show you you hope that they acquit themselves but as artists you make choices mm-hmm. same thing happened with pose when candy was killed as a dark-skinned uh trans woman and a lot of people just were pissed about it and you know but i understood when the right what the writers felt and what the directors felt about that choice and it was like you know it's your you know you're gonna make choices that people are gonna be pissed off about sometimes and mm-hmm. it is what it is but. yeah and, and also it's one of those things to where 
the whole show has been trauma 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 you know and i don't mean it in a bad way yes we've had funny moments but the whole right. show is like these white people like it's, it's it's a show full of trauma um it doesn't excuse it and it's one of those things where people are allowed to feel the way that they feel but like i said also the whole show is full of trauma and nobody has a problem with certain traumas until there's a trauma that they're uncomfortable well with. you know what you know what though that there's a lot of people that are listening to our review because they can't handle that when it's just the trauma about race agreed so you know it's just it different people have different yeah. tolerance levels and that you know different people upset about different tropes i'm sure they got a lot of feedback on this one mm-hmm. so like i said and that ending definitely shocked the fuck out of me mm-hmm. and I so i like honestly i like it honestly just like take, took my breath away for a second i was like what the fuck i i don't even know that bringing this character back can necessarily undo the shock of that moment agree but i guess we'll find out how they explain this shit uh next week or whatever mm-hmm. um, and and it may be this is my prediction it may be something where uh her spirit ends up talking to tick and telling tick what happened right yeah i don't where, know where, but this is my prediction yeah. where because and he gonna be like i know you did it mm-hmm. like he just gonna be like he, he gonna see it and be like i know you did it what are you looking forward to next week Ooh, to see what's gonna happen with ruby um mm. that's gonna be really interesting because sound like she gonna find out that magic is real uh ruby i wouldn't be surprised if, if ruby becomes a big villain this is also the first episode that i believe is not solely written just by misha green uh so the story for this episode is by west taylor so um you know i don't i don't know this is gonna be an interesting one um so and uh it looks like he's he is gay so i don't know if he i mean you can still have you know issues with trans people and shit and be gay so yes you can i don't know how what the feedback like i said i stay kind of out of the community of people talking about this Mm because i just i find that to be you know no matter how much i like a show i just find community to be a lot of work um but yeah it's gonna be interesting to see how people take this shit because like i said it was a lot um for me next week i'm looking forward to uh yeah absolutely ruby uh what the fuck is up with christina and william are they the same person are they a fucking vampire what's that you know i wouldn't be shocked because if the father had a more like uh not invulnerability and couldn't be harmed or whatever and i he had to be ancient and if his daughter knows that how old is she for real yes you know so i don't know there's a lot of stuff going on that i am interested in um storylines i want to get back to and of course hippolyta and d what are they gonna find up there in artem because oh my god i like like i can't tell what would be what would be more intriguing if like it would be such a head trip if they went up there and it's literally like you said they go to the town it's racist they go to the mansion it's back you know like that's almost more scarier than if they go up there and it's fucking you know monsters and the mansions dilapidated so and and i could see it being like that because christina is the type of person she always cleans her tracks like mm-hmm. i'll just like she because you know how when they went through they was like this is a re a rebuild 
it probably could have been something where where the house crumbled and they literally rebuilt it from scratch like the original crumble and they rebuilt it from scratch like that this one crumbled and they're gonna turn around and rebuild it like like rebuild it up again and i'm also looking forward to seeing like these black characters enter into this world of magic and what does it change about them yeah because it changed a lot about tick montrose and letty already Mm -hmm. but d ruby and uh hippolyta don't know this shit is real yet Mm -mm. so it's gonna be interesting to see how they interact with those three once they beat up again after they found these things out so yeah i'm looking forward to all that stuff um and also just this week's review uh great stuff Karen. you i love how you stuck to your guns and you have like these ideas and stuff about where things are going and uh very vocal about them and stuff i like that so keep I'm, it up yeah i'm trying to be i really i uh, really really enjoyed this show and it's uh, i think it's gonna be a really fun ride i don't know where they're taking me which is actually the funnest part of the ride mm-hmm uh and so i am really uh looking forward to see what's happening like like i i think the biggest thing is and they might not even cover it this episode is what the fuck Montrose? like yeah i mean right they gotta they gotta cover that right away there's no way you can do a character can't do something that fucking evil and then you just be like anyway two weeks later like no Mm-mm. what the fuck we gonna we need to address this yeah like i i would I, I don't know i hope it's a i hope it was a dream or something i hope it's not real. anyway um but yeah i just you did a great job this week and stuff and i also like that you know it's like when i review shit with justin and sometimes i'm like you know no way that's gonna happen but then when it happens like god damn you knew you know because i don't know everything you know no, I'm, I'm, this ain't insecure i'm not secretly in the writer's room i don't know what the <laughs> fuck is happening this shit is dealing with ghosts and all kinds of shit i don't read about or like tv shows i don't watch so uh all right that's it thank y'all so much for listening uh appreciate y'all in the chat uh hopefully crowdcast is working on that thing where um that we were talking about with the emails yeah, with alerts people. and uh, hopefully our volume wasn't too messed up it felt like it was all over the place looking at my thing i'm gonna work on getting that back to normal okay so all right y'all until next time i love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.